Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. I am excited to be here. I just got off of a girls trip vacation. We went to Miami, we stayed in South Beach, and we celebrated one of my good friend's 40th birthday. So it was so awesome to get away, but I'm so glad to be back. And in today's episode, I am sharing with you an interview that I did with Carrie Barkus. And we kind of, this is a joint interview. So we are, I first ask her some questions and then she's going to in turn ask me some questions. But I love that Carrie brings us a really unique topic today and we're going to be having a really unique conversation about encouragement and care for us as a nurse and then also in our personal life how we can care for someone how we can care for a loved one when we are helping them walk through a loss or you're dealing with someone who has a fatal diagnosis or dealing just with someone that is really sick and just needing that encouragement. So Carrie is going to give us some practical tips on how to help care for patients or family members during this time and how we can better just love them. And she's also going to give us some self-care tips as nurses, like some things that we can do to make sure that we are actually taking care of ourselves so that we can better care for, so we can better love on, and so we can better encourage our patients. Carrie is the founder of a company called Love Does That, and you can find her website. It's called lovedoesthat.org, and she also has a podcast called Let's Encourage One Another, where she helps to kind of navigate those hard topics that can really be just uncomfortable. You really don't know what to say, and so on her podcast, she really walks you through that and how to better care for our loved ones or our patients, and she has a shop on her website that where she makes sympathy gifts, and this is so cool, you guys. Um, I've walked through a hard season of losing a brother, and just having just a little gift that someone has gifted you that helps remind you of your loved one can just mean so much and I love her she has a necklace that's called a tear jar and I think this is her top seller and I just really love that it offers that encouragement and that support to a loved one when they're navigating that space of dealing with a loss or dealing with a hard um, season of life so check out her podcast check out her website and I hope you enjoy today's show I am going to break it into two parts just like I did last week's interview because it's about an hour and I find for myself that when I am looking to listen to a podcast, I can easily digest about 30 minutes. And so I'm really just going to break this into two parts so you can just digest it one episode at a time. So it'll be part one today. And then later on this week, I will release part two of um, our interview that we just kind of go back and forth. It's a joint interview where she's going to, um, ask me questions, I'm going to ask her questions, and then we're just going to collaborate on the topic of encouraging one another and how we can help each other navigate the hard times, the hard seasons that we go through in life, dealing with loss, dealing with the loss of loved ones, as a nurse, being in the healthcare space, just really dealing with all of that emotional stuff that comes with these hard seasons. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. 
If you haven't joined us ever in the Facebook group, you can find us. It's the nurse, the Passive Income Nurse Podcast community. And I release interviews over there. A lot of the times prior to releasing them on the actual podcast, you'll get a visual of the person that I am interviewing. And so you can kind of put a face with the voice and see us live unedited and raw as we do these interviews. So I hope you'll join us over there. You can pop in, introduce yourself, tell us who you are and what type of nursing that you do. You guys, this podcast and the Facebook community is a place for nurses who really want to be able to serve and make an impact. We know that we have been called to be a nurse and we know that we want to serve and we want to make an impact, but we also know that we are not supposed to be stuck in a job that we hate. We are not supposed to be feeling this burnout. We really want to step into the calling that God has placed on our heart to be able to walk in that calling and to serve and to make an impact on this world. And so I hope that if that is you, you will continue listening to the podcast, that you would join us in the Facebook community. And if you have a friend or a coworker that could benefit from this, that you know is just struggling with burnout and that really has an entrepreneur heart that wants to really step into the calling that God has placed on her heart to be able to do this work that is unfamiliar, that is not standard nursing practice, that is out of her comfort zone, please share this with her. Tag me on social and let me know what you think, you guys. I hope you enjoy today's episode. It, like I said, is an interview that I did with Carrie Barkas of Let's Encourage One Another and is a really unique conversation that is going to help us as nurses, that is going to help us personally to help others walk through hard times. So I hope you enjoy part one of today's interview that I did with Carrie Barkas. Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. I am excited, Carrie, to have you here, and I would like for you to kind of introduce yourself and just tell us who you are and what you do. Thank you. Yes, I'm excited to talk with you too. So, so my name is Carrie Barkas, and I am the founder of Love Does That. And as she mentioned, primarily we are a gift shop. Um, I make encouragement and sympathy gifts so that you can have something to pass along to a friend who is going through a really difficult time. And primarily that is a tear bottle. Um, that's our bestseller. It's something that you can give in lieu of flowers, but it's just something different. And it lets them know that they are not alone in the time of their grief. And that's really important to me. But I also know that when our friend's hurting, we don't always know what to say and what to do. And so I started my own podcast called Let's Encourage One Another to try to help us answer some of those questions because it is awkward and it's challenging and we don't want to say the wrong thing and we don't want to do the wrong thing. And we have all these questions, but we love them. And 
and we want to be there for them. And so um, I'm excited to talk about this, especially in the field of healthcare. And what do we do when our friends in the hospital or someone at church had to go? Like, what does that look like? And so talking about this whole encouragement and care thing from the healthcare angle for both of us, I'm really excited about. And so I'm excited to hear from you and I'm excited to share just some tips and things for your audience as well. So what about you, Brianne? What do you do and and what's your background look like? Yeah. So uh, my name is Brianne Bell and I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for the past 14 years and about four, actually it's been about five years ago now, I took a step away from healthcare to be a stay-at-home mom. And so during that time, I kind of found myself overwhelmed as a mom of two little boys who are just wild and crazy. And, you know, I just, I don't want to say I lost myself, but I really was yearning for that piece of purpose. And while I got into healthcare to help people, um, I really felt like the healthcare system overall was just, it didn't really necessarily align with my core values. And I love being a nurse. I love taking care of people, but I wanted to be able to promote health and really look at health in a holistic aspect. So I, going back before that, um, before I went to nursing school, I actually was a massage therapist. And so I have background in if you want to call it traditional, non-traditional medicine, or if you want to call it Eastern medicine versus Western medicine. So I kind of really had these two, you know, backgrounds of the different types of medicine. And so just through those aspects and being a part of both of them, it really um, helped shape my beliefs and my foundation uh, when it comes to healthcare. So I, um, I started in the online network marketing world to be able to promote health um, with a company. And so from there, I've transitioned into uh, launching my podcast, which is called the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. And my mission is really to inspire and encourage other nurses and healthcare professionals to think outside of the box when it comes to healthcare. And when it comes to taking back control of your schedule and really focusing on doing something that you're passionate about. So kind of reigniting that passion that you have for helping people, but just maybe kind of doing it in a different way. So we talk about all kinds of different ways you can make money online, whether that is um, you know, stepping out and creating an online course, or whether that is, um, you know, partnering with a network marketing company or starting your own online store, whatever that looks like for you, but really just to pursue that passion that's on your heart for helping people. So that's kind of my journey. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And and we're both here and we both talk to people that want to help others. Yes. And so let's try to figure out what that looks like in the healthcare setting. Yes, yes. I would um, like for you, if you could, Carrie, just to share, like, what are some small uh, ways that nurses that, you know, are working in the healthcare setting, um, nurses or even just healthcare professionals in general, how can they reach out to their patients if they are experiencing, um, whether it's a death or maybe a fatal diagnosis or, you know, something, uh, a disease or illness that has, you know, really affected this, this patient and this family. Like if you could share some, some ways that nurses may be able to 
help their patients and the patient's families maybe navigate that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I think about being in a situation like that, like there, there are so many emotions going on in that room. There are so many questions. Um, some might be in shock still, if they're just first hearing about it, some might be just really weary if they've been on a journey for a long time. And so no matter where you meet people at in that journey of their illness or the loss, I think there are some really powerful ways that nurses and healthcare professionals can come alongside those families and patients that maybe that might seem really small. They really do, but they can have such a powerful impact. And so as I think about this, there are maybe two or three things that come to mind. One of them would be to look them in the eye. Mm. Um, I know that there are so many times when we go into doctor's offices or something and like the doctors or the nurse's eyes might not be on you. They might be taking your vitals or they might be looking at the computer screen, asking you questions or so many things. And I know, I know you have to look at those things. I know you have tasks that you need to do when you're caring for that person. But just taking a moment to look them in the eye as you come into the room or as they come into the room can be so powerful. I think back to just one of the jobs that I had when I walked into my supervisor's office to ask him a question and he didn't even turn around from his computer to look at me. He just kind of answered and he was still doing his thing. And I'm like, man, like he didn't even acknowledge that I was in the room. Like he answered my question, but he didn't even look at me and just how deflating that can feel. And so if you can just take that moment to look at your patient in the eye or look at their family members in the eye, just acknowledge. I see you, mm-hmm. you are here. I see that you're a person and really it's, it's acknowledging that they are made in the image of God. They are worth your attention and they matter to you. Mm-hmm. And so I know it seems really small, but just taking that second or two to, to look them in the eye, um, right. When you come in, right after you ask them a question, I think that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. I love that because it's that connection piece. And when people are going through hard times, whether that's, you know, you're a nurse caring for a patient or that's a friend um, or a family member, that piece is like, it's so powerful. Like you said, it maybe it seems small, but it is so powerful because when you have someone and you look at them, it's just that connection. Like you are letting them know, I see you, I feel you and I'm here for you. And I think that is, that right there is an amazing tip for, for nurses and healthcare professionals, because we are often so busy and we're just charting or, you know, going from one task to the next and just taking that split second to slow down, look your patient, look their family member in the eye and just let them know, like, I hear you and I see you. And so I love that you shared that because I think that is, that is powerful. Thank you. Yeah. And, and the other ones are very similar. Um, you said not to, to take that split second to look at them. Yes. But not to rush either. Like, again, we know you have tasks that you need to get done. That's your job. That's why you're there. You're taking care of us. Mm -hmm. You're charting our blood pressure and our heart rate and all these other things. And you're asking the questions because you need that information, Mm -hmm. but something else that that might come in handy is just not to rush that process. And and again, we know you have all these other patients to see too, but Mm -hmm. to have that at that it's almost like not having that atmosphere in the room of, I have to hurry through this, mm-hmm. but still like letting them know that you're trying to find a way to explain that. <laughs> that makes sense. But you know, it's not rushing through the process, even though you do need to get done quickly. Yeah. And so well, I think it only takes it only, it, it, it honestly, I don't even think would take you more time. It's just that mindset when you're going into the room, especially, you know, I mean, with every patient, but yes, if you know that there's just been a, you know, a critical diagnosis or, you know, something really, really emotionally stressful for a patient or for a family with the mindset of going into that room, 
Like you can even say when, you know, when you walk in the room, you can make eye contact and say, I, I feel you. I understand you. I'm so sorry. Let them know that you care. And then, you know, you can even just take that, just that mindset going in. I don't think that it necessarily would take you any longer. It's just being aware and being more intentional about their feelings and their emotions and really looking at them as like a human and maybe, you know, flip the script. Like if that was you or your family, like what would you want to receive from the nurse? Would you want a nurse that was coming in the room and rushing through things? Or would you, you know, would you be more connected to a nurse that came in and looked you in the eyes and said, I understand what you're going through or I'm here for you if you need anything, or if you have any questions, let me know or whatever. So just kind of flipping the script on that and just really being intentional. um, I think with the aspect of just kind of mentally slowing down, taking the time to look them in the eye. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to take any more time, but I think it's just that intention that's behind it, you know, because you can still get your job done while slowing down to, you know, look your patients in the eye. I think that's just, we just get caught up in the hustle and yes. <laughs> the nonstop. It's like, we just don't even think about it. Like we're constantly thinking about the next thing that we have to do, but just that intention behind it, I think will definitely um, help and not really take any more time away from, from you as, you know, as a nurse and just definitely add that, that layer of connection with you and your patient. Yeah, that's perfect. And those are great examples. And it ties into my last one is just being able to stop and listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there have been times when we've been in doctor's offices and, and, you know, they ask if you have any questions, but you don't always have them right away. Like it's as soon as they walk out of the room, like, oh yeah, I've got some questions. Mm-hmm. And so if, if that nurse can kind of step into that gap and ask again, do you have any questions? And, and maybe walk through some different options for them. Um, that can be really helpful too, because again, you're caught in that world of this just got diagnosed or this just happened. And now we have all these tests and what you know, you start kind of diving into that and Mm. just having someone there to kind of help walk you through it a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I think if it's more in like a hospital setting, like you have a patient in the hospital room and so you're seeing them all the time and you're seeing their family members all the time, um, listening in the way that, you know, you're kind of trying to pick up on some things that might be important to them. Mm. And a lot of you guys are good at this anyway. And so, you know what, do they like having their door open or do they like having it shut? Do Mm. they like having ice in their water? Do they not like having ice in the water? And just those little details for each patient or their family members that can speak volumes to, you know, I see you and I care about you and I'm paying attention and I'm here to help you however I can. And so those are really important ways that you can come alongside patients and family members in so many different ways. I mean, there are so many examples you can share with that. Mm -hmm. Well, I love, I think those are all super powerful and just taking it back to just how you would want to be treated. And and how do you feel when someone pays attention to detail, when someone remembers something that you liked, or maybe they said something and, you know, you picked up on it and then you, you, you did something to respond in a way that, that let that patient know that you were listening. And so I think all of those tips are just very helpful for nurses. And like I said, we just often get in that fast pace. And I mean, most of my background is in the ER. So I really like, this was a hard one for me because in the ER, it's like, that's your pace. Like you're busy, 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 busy. So um, if any ER nurses are listening, these are definitely great tips. Um, I know on the floor, when you're working, you have a bit 
more time with your patients. Um, you have a whole 12 hours that you're usually with them. So when it comes to like places that are more fast paced, like the ER, like a faster care or something like that, it's, uh, it's even harder, I think, to get in that mindset of slowing down and being more intentional and just letting your patients know that you are there for them and uh, that they are heard and seen and that you care. And I was going to touch on also when it comes to if you have a patient that's just been, you know, they have all of this you know, all of these emotions swirling around in their head, trying to even process a diagnosis or a loss of a family member or anything like that, uh, you can encourage them to write their questions down. Because a lot of times you've got a thousand things going through your head when you're trying to process all of the things like what's next. Okay, we have a cancer diagnosis. Okay, so now what? What does that mean? Am I going to have to do chemo? Or am I not going to do chemo? Am I going to do radiation? Am I going to need to you know, have surgery, I'm going to need to do this. So it's like all of these things. So I encourage for if you're going through that, just to even pull out the notes section in your phone and just type, type up any questions that you have. And then that way you can get all of your thoughts on paper or in that note section on your phone. And you can be able to sit down with your doctor or with your nurse and say, okay, can you please answer these questions for me? Because a lot of times um, those questions in your mind seem like a big, big process. But if you talk to a healthcare professional, I think that they can really ease your mind on a lot of the things that seem scary to you, but maybe not, may not be that scary um, when you actually break it down and hear the process of what's going to happen next. But it's that fear of the unknown. I think that a lot of um, family members and patients kind of get caught up in, which is kind of like all of us, you know, in a sense, yes. we're trying to process anything. It's like, well, I've never done that. So I've, you know, I don't know how to do it. And so it's like that fear of the unknown. So it's really just taking the time. And I think being able to, you know, put your questions down and just kind of brainstorm and then be able to um, sit down and get the answers to those questions, I think can really help, you know, just ease family members, minds, patients, minds, when it comes to, you know, processing everything that goes along with, with a critical diagnosis or, you know, a death or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. And, and for me, that would be writing down all the answers too, because I would ask the questions and I'm sure I would hear the answer and then I would forget what they said. That's a good point to make for sure. For sure. So Carrie, I do want to kind of transition into, I know when it comes to nurses and we've already talked a lot about like how busy we are and whether that's working a 12 hour shift, um, whether you're in the ER, we're in the ICU, in the hospital, whatever that is, it's, we often get burnt out and we can feel like we're running on empty. And so I know for me and I know for you too, and I think uh, this is just kind of an across the board aspect, but if you, it's, it's back to the saying, like, if you don't have a full cup, you can't, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're running on empty, it can be hard to encourage others, whether that's at home in your family life or whether that's at work. Um, and you're just stressed out, you're, you know, you've been going all day, you haven't been able to pee your whole 12 hour shift, you've been holding your bladder. And you're just, you know, you're cranky, because you're running on empty, you haven't eaten, you haven't had a break. And so can you touch on some things related to self care that nurses can do to really help maybe ease some of this, this running on empty, this burnout that we often experience? Yes. And 
I just would acknowledge that you guys are amazing because you do tend to work so many crazy shifts and they're long shifts and you miss out on family time or you miss out on this and that because you love your patients so much and you care about them. And that's just amazing to me. All the nurses I know just they're so dedicated to their work and they hate it when, when they fall short of what they want to do. And so in order to care well for your patients, you do need to take care of yourself. And as much as you're able here, you know, I'll give you a few ideas, but there are so many other things that maybe you can do to help care for yourself. So I know you said you don't always get your breaks. <laughs> and so this first one may not be quite as, I don't know, uh, whether you can use it during your breaks or whether you can do it at home. Uh, it's really important that you can find breaks in your week. So hopefully during your shift, you have at least yeah. a few moments where you can go to the bathroom and grab, <laughs> grab something to eat. Um, but I've learned that even just a just a couple of minutes away from whatever the situation is can just bring so much clarity and peace. And so um, I don't know if you listen to uh, Chelsea Joe's podcast called Systemize Your Life, but she always talks about these fundamental needs that you have and that you need to incorporate them and schedule them into your, to your week, into your month. And so when I think about taking care of myself so that I can care for those around me, which right now primarily is my family, like I'm the pri primary caregiver for my family. I'm the primary support for my husband and for my kids. And I know I'm a very high introvert, very high. And I need quiet time and space so that I can care well for those around me. And if I don't get that, I'm a cranky mom and I just tell the kids to go away. And that's not yes. what they need to hear. Right. Yes. And, and so every week I know I need an extended time just by myself in the house of quiet. Um, every day I need just a few moments just throughout the day where I can kind of break away for a moment and then come back into playing with my kids or whatever it looks like. Um, I also love to read and I know that, you know, I love to learn. And so a lot of times when I'm reading or I'm listening to podcasts, it's to learn something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes lately I come back to you, you know, what? I just need to read a book for fun. And so whether it's during your break or whether it's when you're not on shift, taking those moments to think about what your fundamental needs are and then incorporating them or finding out what what really brings you life? Um, is it making sure that you have fun every week? If you're playing games or playing a sport, is it reading a novel? Is it taking a walk? Is it listening to music? Is it chatting with a friend? Is it drawing a picture? Like what are those life-giving activities for you? Mm -hmm. And then how can you make sure that you're getting them throughout the week? And preferably if you can getting at least a little bit during a break. Another example is just, you know, I know I need time with my husband and schedules get crazy and your schedules get crazy. Um, and so for my husband and I, we try to get a coffee date or a lunch date just once every two weeks or so. Mm -hmm. It's nothing big. Yeah. It's just that that's personal time alone, just with each other. It's yeah. another fundamental need we have. And if we don't get it, we, we recognize that we're like, this is really hard and I miss you and I want to see you. Yeah. And so as a nurse, what are some of those life-giving activities for you? And what are some of those fundamental needs that you have Mm -hmm. And it may not look like everyone else and that's okay, yeah. but how can you incorporate that and make sure that you are getting it? Yeah, I, I, I love that because I think that um, we miss out on a lot of that now because of the social media aspect of always having our phones in our hand. And really when, any, when you think about it, most people, when they have any downtime, whether you're waiting in a doctor's office whether you're sitting in the pickup line to pick your kids up from school, whether you're you know, sitting on the toilet going to the bathroom, <laughs> you have your phone in your hand and you're scrolling social media or you're shopping on Amazon or you're doing something that is distracting you away from 
centering yourself and taking that time for yourself. So where can you look at your day? And maybe you are super busy at work. Maybe you are working a 12 hour shift and you just need to go to the bathroom and sit there without your phone pulled out and just take some deep breaths and like recenter yourself. And so I love that you brought that up because I think a lot of that, we kind of rob ourselves of a lot of that um, just in society these days. And it's hard. It's hard to pull away from what we've got in the habit of doing. And so I'm like you, like when it comes to, it just goes back to that intentionality of setting the intention and being aware that you need that. So you personally need that. I, I'm an introvert. A lot of people are like, really, you're an introvert? And I, and I am, but you have to understand like, so an introvert gets their energy and gets recharged from being by themselves and being centered and really taking that time, that downtime, whereas an extrovert gets their energy from being around other people. And so my husband is an extrovert and I am an introvert. And a lot of people think it is the opposite way around, but it's not, I really need my, my time. And so I have a morning routine and that is my morning routine, no matter whether my kids are in school, whether they're out of school, whatever that looks like, I always start my day with intention. And, you know, that's the time I read my devotional. That's the time that I pray. That's the time that I get my thoughts together. That's the time that I move my body and get my workout in. So really being intentional behind taking those moments and really understanding that self-care is not just going to get a pedicure or not just laying on your couch and binging Netflix. Um, Self-care is really taking that time to being, you know, and being intentional about what do I need that is going to give me that, like, that's going to fill me up. And I have to have that time alone and I have to move my body and I have to eat foods that are healthy for my Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.